All right, y'all, it's good to be back. Big hug to everyone within the sound of my voice. No matter where you may be consuming this show, whether you're listening to me on, oh, I don't know, Patreon, bcpextras.com. They'll take you to Patreon. Or if you're listening to me on therealbcp.com, that would be locals. Or on the BCP podcast network. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Which would be Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, etc. Appreciate all of you being here. Um, travel is done. We're back to business as usual. Let's get into the news. And I want to start off with with this. This has been a great day when it comes to wins at the Supreme Court. We even have one of these wins courtesy of a unanimous decision, which means that even the liberal justices ruled rightly. But let's start off where there was a little bit of division. We had something very, very interesting happen. Affirmative action has been essentially struck down by the Supreme Court. And we had something that doesn't generally happen. We had two justices on opposing sides read their opinions. So let's go over here to Fox News. Supreme Court Justices Thomas, that would be the great OG black conservative patriot, Clarence Thomas, and Sonia Sotomayor, they both read their affirmative action opinions from the bench. This is a rare move as being reported by Fox News. This is what happened. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas declares the Constitution prevails while Justice Sonia Sotomayor says race continues to be an issue. 
Supreme Court Justices Clarence Thomas and Sonia Sotomayor read their conflicting opinions on affirmative action from the bench on Thursday. Justices on the court can choose to read their opinions aloud from the bench in rare instances when they want to call special attention to their position. Thomas did so for his concurring opinion with the court's ruling against affirmative action while Sotomayor read her own dissenting opinion. It appears that Justice Roberts, the Chief Justice, wrote the majority opinion, but this is what Thomas declared in his opinion. Today, and despite a lengthy uh, interregnum, the Constitution prevails. The 75-year-old Justice lauded Thursday's majority opinion overturning decades of the U.S. judicial system allowing colleges and universities to admit or reject applicants based on their race, but also offered his own individual input. Quote, I write separately to offer an originalist defense of the colorblind constitution, to explain further the flaws of the court's grutter jurisprudence, to clarify that all forms of discrimination based on race, including so-called affirmative action, are prohibited under the constitution and to emphasize the pernicious effects of all such discrimination. I like that. And it's coming from a black conservative, a black American, an American who happens to be black. That's the whole point. The Constitution must be colorblind. Now, Sotomayor had a different opinion. She read her own dissent against a majority opinion, a dissent joined by the other liberal justices, Jackson and Kagan. Quote, the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment enshrines a guarantee of racial equality. The court long ago concluded that this guarantee can be enforced through race-conscious means in society that is not and has never been colorblind. And guess what? Fairy tale living liberal Sotomayor, we will never have a completely 100% colorblind society. You can't legislate that and you can't force that down people's throats. Why? Because we're fallible humans, we're imperfect, and we have our prejudices or biases, and racism cannot be legislated. But I know one way that we can help cure racism, not focusing on race and making everything based on race. Today, this court stands in the way and rolls back decades of precedent and momentous progress. It holds that race can no longer be used in a limited way in college admissions to achieve such critical benefits. And so holding the court uh, cements a superficial rule of colorblindness as a constitutional principle in an endemically segregated society where race has always mattered and continues to matter. Wrote Sotomayor. Thursday's 63 ruling was split along traditional lines. And what it was, this is how it all came about. Students for Fair Admissions, a student activist group, brought the case against both Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Okay, so both UNC and Harvard were defendants in this lawsuit. And the group initially sued Harvard College back in 2014 for violating Title VI of the Civil Rights Act, which, quote, prohibits discrimination on the basis, basis of race, color, or national origin in any program or activity that receives federal funds or other federal financial assistance. So, of course, that is racism. But if it's woke racism or state-sponsored racism, it's okay. For instance, you can't murder, but if the law says you can murder babies and call it abortion, that's fine. 
You can't gamble in most states, but if the state runs it and calls it a lottery, then it's now legal. The complaint against Harvard alleged that the school's practices penalized Asian American students and they failed to employ race-neutral practices. UNC case raised the issue of whether the school could reject the use of non-race-based practices without showing that they would bring down the university's academic quality or negatively impact the benefits gained from campus diversity. So the court ruled for students for fair admissions in both cases. Now, someone wasn't happy about this and immediately tweeted out her displeasure, and that's Michelle Obama, who said, I wanted to share some of my thoughts on today's Supreme Court decisions on affirmative action. Well, this, of course, should be interesting. Don't want to bore you with all the details, but here is some of what she had to say. Back in college, on my campus, students on my campus and I would be, was proud of getting into such a respected school. I knew I'd worked hard for it, but still, I sometimes wondered if people thought I got there because of affirmative action. It was a shadow that students like me couldn't shake, whether those doubts came from the outside or inside our own minds. But the fact is this, I belonged in semester after semester, decade after decade, for more than half a century. Countless students like me show they belong too. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It was just the kids of and it wasn't just the kids of colors who benefited either. Every student who heard a perspective they might not have encountered, who had an assumption challenge, who had their minds and their hearts open, gained a lot as well. It wasn't perfect, but there's no doubt that it helped offer a new ladder of opportunity for those who, throughout our history, have too often been denied a chance to show how fast they can climb. So, obviously, this is a something from Michelle Obama in favor of affirmative action. Oh, except there's a problem. There's a problem with this. And it's this. Michelle Obama didn't get into Harvard because of affirmative action. As Jim Hoft wrote back on May 6th, 2008, we're talking a full 15 plus years ago, 
was this. She got in because of her brother. Craig Robinson, who preceded his sister at Princeton to become the fourth highest, I'm sorry, I, I might have said Harvard, I meant Princeton. Her brother, who is the fourth highest scoring basketball player, was a two-time Ivy League player of the year at Princeton. This is what happened, folks. This is the real story. During Michelle Obama's junior year in high school, she visited Craig at Princeton. Now, one of the problems that Michelle Obama, or as some of you like to call them, Big Mike, Michelle's mother said to Newsweek that Michelle had difficulty in taking tests, something that she regrets to this day. So this is what we found out 15 years ago. How did uh, Michelle... How did he, she, they get in? And I'm having fun with this, folks. For instance, Mrs. BCP says, like, it's a woman. Let it go. I've seen the videos. It's a woman. She says that she thinks it's a ridiculous thing to argue about. She's just got masculine traits, but she's a woman. Okay. So anyhow. But I know, I know the Big Mike thing. I know, I know all about those ideas, conspiracies, uh, theories, whatever. So I have fun with it. So whether it's Michael or Michelle, how did they get in? Got in because of their brother. A campaign official answered that question. She said that she had an edge getting into Princeton, not because of affirmative action, but because her older brother was there as a scholar athlete. That's how. Michelle got in as she screams and cries about the Supreme Court no longer upholding affirmative action. Now, that wasn't the only win we had at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court also handed religious freedom win to a postal worker who did not want to deliver Sunday packages for Amazon. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled unanimously for a postal worker in Pennsylvania in an important religious liberty dispute over how far employers should go to accommodate faith-based requests in the workplace. Gerald Groff, a Christian mail carrier from Pennsylvania, asked the court to decide whether the U.S. Postal Service could require them to deliver Amazon packages on Sundays, which he observes as the Sabbath. Now, this makes sense because Gerald may have actually decided to work for the government or the Postal Service, knowing that he would not have to uh, violate his principle of observing the Sabbath. Traditionally, mail is delivered Monday through Saturday, and he knew he'd have Sundays off, but now with this Amazon contract, they're out there delivering packages. He didn't want to do it and brought a suit to defend his religious freedom of not having to work on Sunday. This is not a religious channel, but I have been called somewhat in the past uh, Pharisaic in my observance of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And I find it very refreshing to the soul, the mind, and the body to observe a Sabbath on Sunday. Once again, this is not a religious channel. I observe Sunday as a Sabbath. Christ was resurrected on Sunday. And my biblical belief, according to the Bible, is that the 
early saints of the church met on the eighth day and to commemorate the resurrection of Jesus Christ and because Christ fulfilled the Mosaic law, the Sabbath didn't, we still observe a Sabbath, we still have a commandment of observing the Sabbath, but we now do it as a Christian. I do it on a Sunday in memorialization of the resurrection of my Savior Christ. But I respect and totally understand my Seventh-day Adventist brothers and sisters who have made it their principle to observe the same Sabbath essentially as our Jewish brothers and sisters on Saturday. I'm of the opinion it really doesn't matter which Sabbath you observe. It's important to observe a Sabbath and give God and Christ, if you are a Christian, a day of reverence, a day of service, and a day of worship. And obviously, Gerald Groff felt the same way and took it all the way to the Supreme Court. So this is great. Now, this was a unanimous decision. And one of the reasons why this was unanimous is because the court revisited the 50-year-old precedent that established a test to determine whether employers should make accommodations uh, based on if it's a reasonable accommodation. And it says here that the new decision tightens the undue hardship standard and could make it easier for some individual employees to secure a religious accommodation in the workplace. Now, that's great for us observers of religion, Judeo-Christian religions, or even uh, our Muslim brothers and sisters. But of course, like all things in a free society, I would bet that this is probably going to be abused in short order by the Satanists and the non-spiritual religious who are going to make religious arguments for their worship, kind of like the Church of Satan or the Temple of Satan or whatever does with abortion, saying it's one of their sacraments. Unfortunately, folks, that's just the price of living in a free society. We may not like how those freedoms are used by others, but that guarantees our personal freedoms and liberties. All right, here's Joe Biden's response to the Supreme Court decision on affirmative action, saying that this is not a normal court. You know, I know today's court decision is a severe disappointment to so many people, including me. Yes, it is disappointing to people who will actually now have to work hard and not just rely on a quota, affirmative action, or being black, Latino, a woman, gay, transgender, a toaster, or whatever else they identify as, to get in. They're actually going to have to do the work and prove that they're capable. Oh my goodness gracious, meritocracy, that's always an offense to those who are lazy and don't want to work hard. Because guess what? Even if you're not at the top of the pile when you work hard, great things happen. We cannot let the decision be a permanent setback for the country. We need to keep an open door of opportunities. We need to remember that diversity is our strength. Ah, the old diversity is our strength. Well, tell it to all the homeless vets who are displaced because, you know, we have to have a diversity of illegal aliens taking over their resources. Or the people in 
Europe who are being crushed under the idea of multiculturalism, where people with backwards ideas are raping their daughters. Oh, are you saying that's white nationalist rhetoric? No, folks. I'm all about a meritocracy. Of course, we as Americans, we love immigrants. Immigrants who are going to come and contribute to the American society as they pursue the American dream, as they pursue their happiness. Doesn't say anywhere in the Constitution that you're going to be handed that happiness for a half-hearted and half-assed effort. Anyway, you can see I feel very strongly about this. One of the reasons why I feel very strongly about this is because it is unfair to us black folk who work hard and then people assume that we're getting our breaks just because we're black. That's why I gravitated to having my own business. That's why I like things uh, that have to do with sales and where your reward directly equates to your effort and how good you are at, at your job. People did not come to me and my firm in San Diego, California, 15 years ago, 18 years ago, because I was black, but because I was doing great business in construction financing. Many of the people being introduced to me over the phone or via email, having no idea who I was, being referred by others. Not a, not a, 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 a pat on my back, folks. Don't take it that way. It's just I'm one of millions of American stories of people that look like me and don't look like me. Immigrants who came here to form this country and continue to come through Ellis Island and, and, and others who came here to work, to add and contribute, and to make this country great. Not just get it because of the color of their skin or their gender or their gender identity that they identify with, etc. Of course, whenever the Supreme Court does the right thing and the left throws a tantrum, out come all of the leftist talking points from the mockingbird, Marxist, mainstream media muppets calling the Supreme Court illegitimate, rogue, and pushing for, of course, stacking more people onto the Supreme Court bench or limiting the time on the bench. And of course, they want to get Joe Biden's opinion on this and he tells us what he thinks. We have to find a way forward. We need to remember that the promise of America is big enough for everyone to succeed. Now, that's the work of my administration and I'm always going to fight for that. But we're not going to let this break us. President Biden, the Congressional Black Caucus and the Supreme Court has thrown into question its own legitimacy. Is this a rogue court? This is not a normal court. Should there be term limits for the justices, sir? This is not a normal court, says the abnormal president who was there because they rigged the election and stole it in his favor, even though he was unpopular, even among his own party. Everything is not normal. Everything is irregular when it comes to these Marxist, treasonous, traitorous, freedom 
and fairness. These guys hate everything that has to do with that. That is just, folks, that is just how they roll. President Trump had the following to say about this. He said, "Great, this is a great day for America. People with extraordinary ability and everything else necessary for success, including future greatness for our country, are finally being rewarded. This is the ruling everyone was waiting and hoping for, and the result was amazing. It will also keep us competitive with the rest of the world. Our greatest minds must be cherished, and that's what this wonderful day has brought. We're going back to all merit-based, and that's the way it should be. And folks, I don't want to add anything else to that. That's the way it should be. All right. One of the reasons why we have a fake president is because Mike Pence didn't do what he could have done in sending back the to the states to confirm that they wanted to send those electors and those states that were crying foul, have them look at it again. Now Mike Pence is showing, we all know he's a swamp creature, but you know, these are not the ones, I wouldn't say these are the nails that put the, uh, these, these are the nails that put the, the, the heads that put the nail in the coffin, but these are definitely signs of further irrefutable proof and evidence that he's a swamp creature. Mike Pence made a surprise visit to Ukraine telling was that NBC that American military support for Ukraine has shown our commitment to freedom. Mike Pence, who I thought was a really great vice president, now is showing us the swamp rhino spirit of McCain. By giving the Ukrainian military the resources that we have, the West has really shown its strength. You and I, we've, we've spoken in gaggles, we've sat down together formally, I've sat down with other candidates, but this is not like an interview we've done before, this is not like a campaign stop that I've been on and ever. Um, and you're the first candidate, you're the first presidential candidate in this race to visit this country. And it would make sense that he would be out there campaigning among non-voting, non-American citizens in Ukraine. Because we are beholden to Ukraine because of the aforementioned fake President Joe Biden and his corruption. Folks, all the money is going to Ukraine, not all the money, but a lot of money is going to Ukraine, enslaving our children so that they can launder money through there. And Mike Pence must show the swamp that he is down with business as usual by appearing over in Ukraine. For others who will inevitably be asked about this conflict, who will be talking about it on the campaign trail, what message do you want to convey to your peers in the Republican Party, to your, your, your peers on the campaign trail, about what you're witnessing here right now? Oh, beyond the human loss and the heartbreak that we've seen from this uh, unprovoked Russian invasion, uh, you know, my message uh, to the American people is simply that um, it's vitally important that America continue to lead on the world stage. I mean, that we stand up to the kind of naked aggression that we've seen here. In other words, we had to let the world know that if Mike Pence were to become president, that it would be business as usual so they can rape, pillage, and rob the American taxpayer 
nation building and money laundering and making money for the military industrial complex. That's what Mike Pence is saying, that the West has really to show its strength that we are going to be a leader on the world stage. That we're not going to, what was the last thing he said there? That we're not going to. Aggression that we've seen here. This naked aggression that we've seen here. What, what naked aggression is he referring to? The naked aggression of Zelensky crushing uh, religious freedom, rights, and maybe even elections if the war is still going on. Putin is the o- isn't the only tyrant in this equation. I, I truly do believe uh, that, uh, that by giving the Ukrainian military the resources that we have, over the last year and a half to push back on this Russian invasion, that, uh, uh, that, the, that the West has really shown its strength. The American people have shown our commitment to freedom. Then Pence totally messes up and admits the truth. Look, the war here in Ukraine is not our war, but freedom is our fight. That's right, Mike Pence. It is not our fight what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. Freedom is our fight. So let's Come back home and fight for freedom against invading forces on our southern border. Freedom against the tyranny of the illegitimate regime of Joe Biden. Freedom of speech, which is being eroded. Freedom of religion, which is being attacked. And I'm very happy for the AFOR reported when we got at the Supreme Court. Yeah, there's a lot of freedoms that we need to be fighting. That freedom is our fight. And you're right, our fight is not over in Ukraine. So let's fight for freedom here at home. Those are my two cents. Uh, and by standing with the courageous people of Ukraine uh, as, as, they, as they not only fight back but ultimately repel this Russian invasion, I think we're advancing not only the interests of freedom, but let me be clear, my other message is that we're advancing our national interest. Mm. I mean, the, the reality is that, uh, that, that Russia, other than during the four years of our administration, Russia has attempted to redraw international lines by force. The antidote to that is American strength and American leadership on the world stage. Uh, and for my part, I'm going to continue to be a voice for that leadership uh, because I truly do believe that by giving the Ukrainian military uh, the resources they need to continue to drive back uh, the Russian military to reclaim their sovereignty will not only send a message uh, about, about, uh, about unprovoked aggression in the world to the Russians but will send a very clear message to countries like China as they, as they contemplate their own military ambitions across the Asia-Pacific. Talk about speaking from both sides of your mouth. If we really want to champion freedom and those who are fighting tyranny, how come we're not standing with Hong Kong, who is being overrun by the regime in Beijing? Oh, because of course, we talk, we talk tough when it comes to China, but we kowtow and bend to them. Whether it's Republican rhinos or liberal Democrats. Pretty much the same thing. 
All right, so let's uh, let's get some election news since we're talking about Mike Pence and he cost us partly the election. Big win. It is ordered Maricopa County defendants motion to dismiss plaintiffs verified complaint for statutory special action to secure access to public recorders for defendants is granted as to all defendants other than Rich, uh, Stephen Richer. The motion is otherwise denied. What is this all about? Well, a judge has denied Maricopa County's motion to dismiss Carrie Lake's special action complaint for voter signature records. So the demons, the rhinos, and the fakes in Arizona are not going to be able to get away with it as easily. The case still continues. Now let's go over to Wisconsin. This is a pretty important. Wisconsin Democrats was reported yesterday are openly defying state election law to indefinitely keep election administrator in place for the 2024 election cycle. They want to oust this person, but no, the Democrats want to openly defy and keep their rigor in place. This was reported yesterday in what can only be described as openly defiant and breathtaking behavior on behalf of the three Democrats on the Wisconsin Election Commission. State election law appears to have been deliberately and purposely ignored on the 27th at the WEC meeting regarding the reappointment of the Administrator of Elections. The Wisconsin Election Commission's three Democrats voted to abstain. The three Republicans voted to move the appointment matter of the Administrator forward on the appointment consideration of the Administrator of Elections position. This caused a deadlock so that the current Administrator would, in the Democrats' mind, remain in place indefinitely. Wisconsin voters were invited by these Demo- these three Democrats to sue them in court if they didn't like the decision on the WEC to keep the administrator of elections in place indefinitely. Everything is using lawfare and loopholes and the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law, to get their way. That is how the left operates. Well, we've got some good news today on this. Election integrity for Wisconsin. In a stunning move, Wisconsin Republicans vote to start the removal process of Administrator of Elections. This is good stuff, folks. Good stuff here. Less than 15 hours after Wisconsin Democrats openly defied state election law on the Wisconsin Election Commission to ignore the state election law, the Wisconsin Republican-controlled state Senate voted late Wednesday night, June 28th, to start the process of removing the Administrator of Elections, Megan Wolf with a party-line passage of State Resolution 3. The approved resolution will now be sent to the Republican-controlled Wisconsin State Senate Committee on Shared Revenue, Elections, and Consumer Protection for a hearing. Once a committee hearing is complete, an executive session for the committee will be scheduled to vote. So we've got the Republicans in Wisconsin doing what they're supposed to do. Okay, now let's go back to D.C. Comer is calling on Secretary Yellen to provide all suspicious activity reports related to Burisma executives and entities and to help further our investigation into the bribery scheme. The FBI sent these allegations for years. We're not, says Comer and the committee. And Red State gives a little bit more details in their reporting. The House Oversight Committee and its chairman, James Comer, have been relentless in pursuing information into the bribery, 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 (laughs) burberry, no, the bribery allegations against Joe Biden and the questionable overseas 
deals of his son Hunter. However, the Biden administration has been resistant to transparency and generally slow walks Comer's request or simply ignores them. I think that's a little bit more than resisting transparency. What do you folks think? I love Red State. Don't get me wrong. They do great work. On Wednesday, the committee blasted off a letter to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen demanding that her department provide, quote, all suspicious activity reports, known as SARS, related to Burisma executives and entities to help further investigation into the Biden, Biber, into the Biden bribery scheme. The FBI sent these allegations for years. We're not, Comer wrote. And the verbiage of that has been published, but you get the gist. And now we're seeing that that 20 to 30 million number that Comer previously gave us could be exceeded even more than that because of the organized crime of the Biden crime mafia. The Kentucky Republican said that his panels identified six specific policy decisions where Biden, currently 80 years old, took action that indicate he may have been compromised. He said this during a show, a local radio show. Corner, uh, Comer noted that the six policy decisions, four of them were made while Joe Biden was president early on, where he could not come to any other conclusion as to why these decisions were made other than the fact that this president is compromised. This was organized crime. There's no other way to define it, Comer alleged. It is organized crime, and Joe Biden is a mafia Don. But they're trying to go after the American Don, Donald Trump, that is, for crimes that Joe Biden has actually committed. There's about 30 to 40 different banks and shell companies and they expect to have Comer told the host that he's confident his investigation will provide the Biden family, well, excuse me, will prove that the Biden family raked in at least 17 million from overseas, but the, the transactions could exceed 40 million plus dollars. Now, folks, we have a fake president in the Oval Office and one that is off the charts corrupt. What are your thoughts on what we've talked about today, what I've reported on, and what we've analyzed? Please put your comments down below. Don't forget to check out Junior and Juniorette and their squad of reporters over at Nothing But The News. We'll be back tomorrow. With more reporting, until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless, big hug. Thanks for your support, folks. Please uh, pick up some merch. That really helps us out as well. Until the next one, receive this virtual hug and hold on to it until we meet again. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey.